Welcome to JR Art Loud, and this evening I'm absolutely delighted to be speaking to Amos Gitai. Welcome, welcome to this podcast. I'm very Thank thrilled, you. very Thank thrilled. Judy. Filmmaker, theatre maker now as well. Actually, you're in Haifa, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. So told me you were actually doing auditions today. Yeah, we're preparing the new, the new film that we will start uh, in a month. Hot news. Yeah. yeah. It will be 18 characters. Yeah, 18. All in, all in, a, in a, one night. It's called Lila in Haifa, which means night in Haifa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's wonderful. And, and as you know, Haifa is a city that you have uh, good relations between everybody. Yes. Yes, between and, Arab um, and Jew and so Christian. We, yeah, so I think that we are trying to keep this idea in this one night in Haifa. Right, okay, so it's a more, more celebratory perhaps this time, do you think? I, I, would, say, I would say so. Anyway, yes. it's, it's a club, it's a mm. beautiful uh, club mm. um, uh, created by a Palestinian in Haifa. Ah. And you, you have, uh, Haifa is a kind of... A, a city a bit apart. It's not uh, Jerusalem with all its mighty religions. It's not neither Tel Aviv. So it's a city which preserves individualism mm. and uh, good relations in general. So I think that's that's where where we situate it. I've been there and I did actually go to a club, funnily enough, and it was a club run by. Palestinian, and there was, and I couldn't understand anything they were saying, but they did keep laughing, sort of with us and at us. I thought, which was very sweet. Actually, you're returning to the idea of making a film about Haifa, aren't you? Because you had a trilogy about cities, and Haifa was one of them, wasn't it? Right. The the first one was Devarim, which was a, uh, a kind of an adaptation of one of the greatest uh, literary pieces by Yaakov Shabtai. Zichon Dvarim, or Past Continuous, like it was called in English. Mm. And that was Tel Aviv. Um, and then the second one was Yom Yom, uh, situated in Haifa yeah. with uh, Giuliano Mary, Yusuf Abuwarda, Hannah Maron, and uh, Natalia Tia, Karen Moore, and many others. And the third one, which I think was quite widely distributed worldwide, was Kadosh. Mm. Yes, I've actually seen that one. Shot mm. in, in Jerusalem. Yes, yeah. yes. So powerful and heart-rending that film but I, I didn't see as I said I didn't see Yom Yom but I, I'm guessing that one was a slightly more celebratory slightly more light-hearted but not not yeah. so much as this new and one. It, it, this year we're celebrating 20 years to Kadosh yes because it actually was shown in Cannes in the main competition mm. 1999 mm. now we're 20 years later. Yeah. What I've noticed looking through your filmographies, you are so prolific. It's more or less one film a year, isn't it? I mean, I mean I'm just an architect, as you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you're being modest here. So, yeah. yeah. I, I know what you mean. It's a group effort. But you inspire incredible loyalty. I and mean, I notice that the same names crop up again and again among your actors. And um, International actors also want to be in your films, don't they? So, you know, Hannah Shigula is an international name, isn't she? There's one particular woman who keeps coming up in every film. Yeah, yeah Ella Bekassis. She was the, yes. the lead role of Kadosh, but obviously I also did movies with uh, Natalie Portman and yes. Julia Pitch and, yes. and, and uh, the queen of all, Jean Moreau. That was wow. a great film. Oh, 
So the thing is, people want to work with you, and women particularly seem to enjoy working with you, I would say. Because yeah, because, you know, you are the superior race. You are women. <laughs> what are we? Mm, you, you, you're saying all the right things. I can see why they want to work with you. <laughs> right. right. So um, just before, and I don't, obviously I want to talk about um, what you're bringing to the UK, um, including to the film festival, but um, talk to me a little bit about the idea of trilogies because it's quite a mountain to climb to always say, right, this is going to be a trilogy. So, well, I think, you know, you know uh, Israel and the Middle East are such a complex uh, place and uh, that they need multi uh, points of view, you know. So let's say that's why there is a trilogy of the city. The previous trilogy was called the Trilogy of Exile with Esther, Berlin, Jerusalem mm. and the Golems. And uh, also documentary trilogies like House and uh, Wadi and uh, also the trilogy of uh, borders, including uh, Promised Land, on the traffic of women to the Middle East, and uh, the, the disengagement and free zone. Uh, disengagement is the one with uh, Natalie Portman and uh, Juliette Binoche and uh, etc. So, so I think that you need a multi uh, points of view, a complex point of view. Um, I think that it's it it deserves a criticism, deserves a critical look, uh, not hostile but uh, critical. Yeah. So, so, so to establish that, you need you need several works, and uh, I'm I'm delighted that I was able to to do a series of trilogies, both documentary and fiction. Yes. Yes. So, it, it, in a way, it's a statement of intent that you're going to do three films, so that there will be these different points of view. So, so uh, people know. Frankly, I, I, didn't, I didn't always know that there would be a trilogy. And, right. uh, but sometimes uh, when I was starting to work, let's say, on the Border trilogy with uh, Promised Land, uh, uh, Free Zone and Disengagement, while doing it, I said, actually, I see a pattern. I, see, I actually realized that I'm uh, discovering something about borders, which are these kind of almighty borders and that they deserve uh, another way of looking. I think that essentially, you know, because I never studied film, I studied, as I mentioned, architecture, first in the Tefni yeah. one in Haifa, and then I did master and PhD in Berkeley in architecture. So uh, I think that I feel quite free to, to speak about the, the thematics that I want to do. Mm. And sometimes that it emerges to be uh, a group of films, yeah. Mm. Yes, yes, I can see that completely. Do you see yourself as a citizen of the world and of Israel? or Because you've lived in Paris, and I know you, you went back to Israel when Rabin um, was voted into power, and you, you've made incredibly moving and quite shocking films about his assassination. So you're, you are a, a very political animal, but would you, as I said, how do you see yourself? as a, Where are you a citizen of? Well, I, I think you're right. I mean, my first... Uh, I, I always say that I make a film when something is uh, disturbing or shocking uh, or something is very moving. That's the two uh, feelings that I would do. So I think that uh, essentially civic uh, gesture about something that I feel need to be treated. And after all, cinema is a great medium. And so mm. uh, 
I remember that in my first retrospective, which was actually in London, at the British Film Institute, accompanied by a book, uh, where the first text ever written about me was in London, in the good years of the British Film Institute mm. and the NFT, the National Film Theatre, I, I spoke about it. I spoke about the fact that all my work is a civic uh, gesture about war, about religion, about uh, issues which I interested, uh, I'm interested in. And uh, I think that cinema is, is the medium, is the way that I would like to express myself. Yes, yes. Um, well, and very successfully, obviously, but I know also controversially, and I think you are a, some sort of voice of conscience. I think you're a very passionate advocate for coexistence, which I am as well, so I completely, I connect with you on, on that. And on, on the... the, the I, think, I think we have wasted so many years in, in this endless uh, conflict, and it's time to have some uh, moderation and reason and the voices of racism, of incitement, uh, which are we hear, unfortunately, in different places of the planet these days. To go back to your question about uh, my relations to other places, to, to the other, other spots of the planet, I think they are disturbing. So I think that we have, you know, the arts, we, we in the arts or cinema or literature or visual arts, we don't have real power. So artists who think they have real power, they are wrong. <laughs> But we have a symbolic power. Mm. And so let's let's use this symbolic power, not in a doctrinary, demagogic way, but let's uh, bring uh, thinking. Let's uh, uh, provoke, not in the sense of provocation, but let's incite thinking and, and not going in the usual routes, which uh, being myself a graduate of the Yom Kippur War, mm. I know that when you have a very conventional way of thinking about this area, thinking we're strong, everything will be fine, and so on, which was the spirit uh, in Israel before the Yom Kippur War. It led to a war with, with thousands of dead and uh, and more more victims and and uh, suffering. And uh, so I think that it's about time to be moderate and uh, to try to to find inroads to to find some some ways out of this uh, circle. Um, we can go back to that. Uh, we re every Shabbat in synagogue we read um, we're bless a blessing for the state of Israel and for the land and all its inhabitants. And we always stress that I, I, it's a liberal synagogue. Uh, it's very important to me. It's very important to us, and clearly very important to you. I, I think that for those who believe in prayer, they have to try harder. Yeah, we're not doing well. You're right. We have to try a bit harder. I think we believe in action as well. We we, right. we do. Right. We're trying to do our, our bit for Tikkun Olam as well, for repairing the yeah. world. And Israel does need sure. some, some repairs, I think. So shall we talk about this current project, which is very interesting because it's based on... Um, a, an earlier work to do with, with the Second World War, isn't it? So it's called Letters um, to a Friend in Gaza. Is that right? Have I got it the right way round? Yeah, a Letter to a Friend in Gaza. Yes, Friend in Gaza. That, that was a short film mm. that did uh, four of us, two Palestinian actors, Makram and Clara Khoury, originally Hila Vidor and myself. And uh, this was kind of a civic, again, a civic gesture. It was a short film of... 34 minutes, 
and premiered in the last year Venice Film Festival. And after we finished it, the, the director uh, who used to direct the Lincoln Center, uh, Nigel Redden, uh, uh, watched it and he said, actually, Amos, that's a good base for a theatrical. Wow. And so we, did, we went to Charleston. We did uh, a very strong, all of us, I mean, performances. And then uh, we went uh, to Paris and uh, a couple of weeks ago, it opened the season of the Théâtre de la Ville, and we did it a letter to a friend in Gaza in Paris. Wow. And now, uh, which is the one of the reasons we're talking, mm. it's going to be in the Coronet uh, Theatre in about a week. Yes. Where we will perform seven times a letter to a friend in Gaza. Yes, that's in Notting Hill Gate, where we'll, all the details yes. will be on the website. But it's a very yeah. lo it's a lovely theatre. You're going to like it if you haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, I can yeah. tell you that right away. Very atmospheric, yeah. very interesting. Just yeah, in the right yeah. place. And so uh, tell me about, is this the first time that you've done a piece across both media, film and theatre? I mean, have you done stuff in the theatre before? I mean, I, I, I did uh, once... Uh, uh, the opening of the Biennale of Venice a uh, long time ago with uh, Hannah Shigula, Samuel Fuller, wow. uh, an adaptation of the text of the Josephus Flavius, you know, the oh, Roman yes, the historian yes. of, the, mm -hmm. of the... Josephus, Roman yes, period. yes. And then more recently, 10 years ago, with Jean Moreau, was the opening of the Avignon Festival. Jean Moreau herself was a Josephus. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. And that was uh, <laughs> splendid. I mean, the, the work of Jean Moreau. And also uh, something which we touched, what we said before, because when I offered her to play it, she said, uh, Amos, at this phase of my life, I will only do a play or a, or a film if I can learn something I don't know already. And uh, so, uh, because each time that we do a piece, it's kind of a pretext, in a way, to learn something that we don't know. Right. And so this was uh, beautiful in Avignon. Then I did a uh, uh, chronicle of uh, assassination about the killing of Rabin mm -hmm. with two actresses at the Palais de Pape of Avignon, then Lincoln Center. And I have to tell you the breaking news that next year we'll do it at the Barbican. Oh, do, you know yeah. what, do you know when next year? I think it will be next October. So it means close to the actual historical oh. date of... Of yes. the 25 years of the assassination. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. that's... So that's, that's a theatre, and now there is the letter to a friend in Gaza, which we're which we doing now. Which is actually going to be... I mean, are you showing the film, or is it just going to be theatre? That's what I was trying to work out. Is it just theatre? I, I think that we, it's, this is a performance. We also mm. do one evening of a reading of a letter of Efatia, my mother, which was translated by the Primo Levi Foundation. Wow. So I think we're, we're going to have a very intense mm. week in London. Yeah. But so, everything is at the Coronet Theatre. Yeah. So what will the, the shape of the evening be? Because the film is very, fairly simple. Um, you, you've got, obviously, there's you see scenes um, in, in Israel, Palestine, in the background. Um, it's very moving, yeah. actually, um, very, you know, very telling. But basically, it, you see two people reading to each other, or you know, but there's always one person listening. And I would I mean, say that's a sorry. Text and poems, and uh, 
and music also beautiful. So there yes. will be two, two uh, Israelis, two Palestinians mm. on stage, uh, one Iranian santur player, one uh, Israeli violinist, one French accordionist. So basically, you have uh, all the representatives of the Middle East that mm. otherwise would fight each other. <laughs> Yes. joint uh, collective work. Yeah. So I think, I think it's, it's a good proposition. It's a very good proposition. It, and that typifies your work, doesn't it? That, that balance all the time, I think. W would you say that? I mean, you, you seem to seek that I think balance. We're, I think we're trying through, through art or theatre or film to speak about ways of uh, uh, rather creating together than fighting each other. Yes. And, and I think that's we have to begin somewhere. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, what I can't, I'm sort of sad to say, it's actually decades now, uh, I, if I, have, I did do quite a bit of work in Israel in the early part of this century, always on coexistence projects, always for the BBC, um, yeah. um, but always with that, you know, that tension in the background. And we, we, we haven't really moved on. If, many, if anything, I think it's got worse, actually. I think it was more hopeful yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, I mean every bit of work that you can do is another bit of we hope I mean, we may we may lose you know the arts like my thinking the arts we may lose some battles but we have to to kind of uh, engrave memory yes it scratch and hope that one day it will have its own impact and I think that uh, always that was the case you know we it's not instantaneous you know the good arts they never really change the reality directly. You know, if you want, we can, uh, just to give you an example of a very well-known painting, like the Guernica by yes. Picasso. So, so when, when Picasso did it more than 80 years ago, it, I think originally it, it's a civic act. Picasso was shocked by the bombardment of the Luftwaffe of the Basque village, which, which was uh, in the civil war in Spain. And uh, he's, he's a painter, obviously, so his medium is painting. He does a painting. Today we go to the Rena Sofia Museum in Madrid. We, we look at the composition of color, at the, uh, but, we, but the context, let's not forget mm. the context. The context is the civic war, okay? Now, Picasso uh, died, the, uh, Franco won. But let's say what happened a couple of weeks ago, by, by coincidence, there is a new Spanish mm. uh, prime minister, and he puts on the top of his priority to take out the bones of uh, Franco from this uh, kitsch uh, mausoleum yes. and uh, move it, move them out. And you ask yourself, what is the, Why is it happening? It's not a, a, a political priority or, or dealing with the unemployment. It's only because the work of memory. So the artists, the painters, the writers, the filmmakers, the militants uh, kept kept the memory of this uh, horrendous civil war, which actually started the, world, the Second World War, because it was like the training field of the Germans, you know, before mm. the Second World War in 1936. And uh, th this work of artists uh, now is voyaging back in the memory of people more than 80 years ago, and uh, finally, uh, it's retranslated into politics. Uh, a Spanish uh, politician goes to action. So I think that uh, you know, since you know, the Jewish history is full of acts which are just about memory. 
the surprising thing that we are very sensitive about our own memory. We even uh, mark every year Tisha B'Av for yeah. the destruction of the temple more than 2,000 years ago, but we don't understand that if we shoot a Palestinian guy and uh, that will engrave a memory in other person's life and it will haunt us as well. So we are not prudent about other people's memory and uh, that's a that's a big uh, tragedy because mm. it will not go away. No, no. If Israel will destroy a small school of uh, Bedouin children, Han al-Ahmar, by bulldozers, the kids, 180 kids, boys and girls together, so it means that it's not even fundamentalist, who will not have a school, mm. it means that the boy of 10 years old will remember it. Yes. So, so we have to be uh, more careful about what we are transmitting to the next generation. Do you have hope for the future? I'm not a pessimistic person by nature. And, uh, you know, once I did a movie called Field Diary. Yes. That's many years ago, uh, in 1982-83, one of my earlier documentaries. And in this film, I asked the mayor of Nablus, Basham Shaka, that uh, the extreme Israeli extreme right uh, planted bombs and he, he was a crippled, he lost his legs. I asked him if he is uh, optimistic or pessimistic. I put him the same question you're putting to me. And he, I liked a lot his answer. He said, Amos, it's too luxurious. It's a luxury to be pessimistic. Mm. Because if we're pessimistic, we'll become nihilist. So what, what's next? We have to keep, it's not a question of optimistic or, or pessimistic, but we have to keep hope. Uh, bec and uh, because I think that, you know, Judy, the, the planet did not move only because of greed, money, or machine guns, but also because of ideas. So let's speak about ideas. Mm. Yes, let, let's, let's do that indeed. Um... So just going back to the ideas in the, in the play or this evening of theatre, when I was watching the film, I felt there was an extraordinary quality to the listening, not, not just to the, the reader, but the listening. You, there, there was a, it was an active listening, not even a performance, just that, you don't know what I mean? Yeah. There was you, the faces of those to whom the letters were being read were, were yeah. quite an interesting study. So that must that's obviously very important to you. Yeah, yeah, we have to listen to each other. And, you know, in the because I went with uh, Rabin when he signed with the Palestinians. He put me on his flight both to Washington and to Cairo. Wow. And I had uh, exclusive uh, conversations with him. And one of the nice pieces, which I will show, next year when we do the, hopefully, the thing at the Barbican, is that I ask him about Gaza. You know, the, my piece now at the Coronet yes. uh, is about Gaza. So I, I, he says to me, uh, you know, if we, we cannot withdraw unilaterally, which was the case with uh, when Sharon did it, because we have to make sure that, he's, uh, now I'm quoting Rabin, 24,000. Uh, Palestinian uh, functionaries get their salary. We have to make sure that there is water, <clears throat> that there is electricity. He even says, we have to make sure that there is oxygen in the hospital. 
this is peace. Peace is not unilateral. You know, the, uh, we believe now in Israel too much in unilateral action. No, peace is the other exists. In a way, not very far from love. You know, love, yes. if it's unilateral, it's not really love, it's something else. So, so, so the other has to exist. It has its own wishes. Maybe we can agree or not, or even disagree about, but it, it is, should be uh, the parameter of every agreement. And this kind of thinking is lacking now. Mm. now what is lacking is thinking about the other. And uh, the piece that we are going to show at the coronet uh, starting next week starts with a poem by Mahmoud Darwish called Think of the Others. And, and think of the others, it's true. You know, if you want really to reconcile this uh, conflict, think of the others. Yes, I completely agree with you. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I thought something, it, was, it went awfully quiet for a second. Um, with, so... I was I, following your proposition, I was listening. <laughs> I'm very impressed. <laughs> so, what are your hopes for bringing this particular piece to London and the, to the theatre? I mean, I think it's a courageous act by, by Anda Winter, who, who is the head of the Coronet Theatre, and by her team to show a piece, which is not just caressing, it's kind of making you think. And I think every good piece of work makes you think. So it's not a kind of a object of consumption, mm. but it's like, a, I suppose, even when you saw the short film, you, you went with the short film and it made you think. It did make me think, yes. Yeah, so I, I think if, if it starts to make people think, uh, and uh, also it's also some of it is beautiful, the poetry is beautiful, mm. the music is, the live music is going to be very moving, uh, then we did. Uh, we we started somewhere. I think we did. We did what we can do. Yeah, and the, and the letters are quite uncompromising and powerful, aren't they? They're quite challenging. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, the particularly. I mean, the, the Palestinians are, um, are yeah. really trying. There's really yeah. something Otto important. Wish, Emil Habibi is a house Milanski, and Amira Haas, who is a great uh, journalist. Uh, she is uh, stationed. She was first in Gaza, now she's reporting in Haaretz from Ramallah. And uh, the, end, uh, the text of Albert Camus, mm -hmm. who wrote it uh, in, the, in the 40s, uh, he wrote a letter to my German friend, mm -hmm. uh, which is in which he tried to simulate what can be the relations between French and Germans beyond the conflict. Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm trying to simulate. Yes. Well... I, I really hope that you succeed, and I think there is hope to be had from you being able to do it to people listening, as we to, as we said, to people coming, to people discussing. There's going to be a discussion, I think, one night, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, alongside that, there's a film I haven't managed to see, so I'm going to try, maybe try to come and see it in the cinema. Tramway in Jerusalem. Yes, that's Tramway in Jerusalem, which mm. is the last film I did. Mm. which is the beginning of the new trilogy. The, the second oh. chapter will be shot in December in Haifa. You know. OK, yes, the one you just said, of course, so one in the class. The, yeah. the, the French uh, cultural centre. Right. And what's the third one going to be, then? Do you know? You must know. I mean, let's, let's keep some suspense. Oh, all right. Oh, go on, then. <laughs> no, that, that's fine. But the, this, that's quite a, 
Uh, I haven't seen it yet, as I see, but it's a little, well, a slightly more celebratory film, perhaps. It sounds like it's more light-hearted, you know, the sort of... Yeah, 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 yeah. How would you describe it? I think it is, it is uh, the beauty of the, all the layers which are in the city mm. and uh, in which... And, and in a way, it's, if you're looking for a, something which is a film which is talking about the future, it's something simulating that people can uh, be in the same metaphorical tramway, which we all are, uh, next to each other, sometimes agree, sometimes disagree, sometimes dispute, mm. like it happens even in the London tube that you just uh, came. Yeah. So you know the experience in, oh, in yes. every big city. Oh, yes. And, and stop having a, a more violent uh, relation. So, you know, in a way it's kind of, this trilogy is about a kind of a, a microcosmos situation, you know, a club in Haifa, mm. a tramway in Jerusalem, and we agree that the third one will be suspense. Suspense, yes. Okay, well, I'll go with that. But I love the idea of the, the, that thing when you're on a bus or a tram and different people yeah. get on and get off and you wonder yeah. about their lives and you're going through different areas. Right. It's a, mag right. it's a magical yeah. metaphor, actually. It's yes. yeah. I love it. Right, well, it is Shabbat. We're way into your Shabbat and it's very nice Good. of you to speak to me during it. Right. I am going yeah. to synagogue now, and I am going to do, to do another bit of praying. But yeah, make a good, good effort. I will, yes. Um, I just have to say one thing to you. I have to say thank you so much, Amos Gitai, for yeah. giving me this time yeah. and for speaking to me today for JR yeah. Out Loud, for Jewish Renaissance. I really appreciate yeah. it. You're welcome.